Evening prayer starts on page 22. I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 80 is on page 441. Hear, O thou shepherd of Israel, thou that leadest Joseph like a flock, show thyself also, thou that sittest upon the cherubim. Before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh, stir up thy strength, and come and help us. Turn us again, O God, show the light of thy countenance, and we shall be whole. O Lord God of hosts, how long wilt thou be angry with thy people that prayeth? Thou feedest them with the bread of tears, and givest them plenteousness of tears to drink. Thou hast made us a very strife unto our neighbors, and our enemies laugh us to scorn. Turn us again, thou God of hosts, show the light of thy countenance, and we shall be whole. Thou hast brought a vine out of Egypt, thou hast cast out the heathen and planted it. Thou madest room for it, and when it had taken root, it filled the land. The hills were covered with the shadow of it, and the broths thereof like a goodly cedar trees. She stretched out her branches unto the sea, and her boughs unto the river. Why hast thou then broken down her hedge, that they all go by and pluck off her grapes? The wild boar out of the wood doth root it up, and the wild beasts of the field devour it. Turn thee again, thou God of hosts, look down from heaven, behold, and visit this vine. And the place of the vineyard that thy right hand hath planted, and the branch that thou madest so strong for thyself. It is burnt with fire and cut down, and they shall perish at the rebuke of thy countenance. Let thy hand be upon the man of thy right hand, and upon the son of man whom thou madest so strong for thine own self. 
and so will not we go back from thee. O let us live, and we shall call upon thy name. Turn us again, O Lord, God of hosts. Show the light of thy countenance, and we shall be whole. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the ninth chapter of the book of Jeremiah. Oh, that my head were waters, and my eyes a fountain of tears, that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. Oh, that I had in the wilderness a lodging place for travelers, that I might leave my people and go from them, for they are all adulterers, an assembly of treacherous men. And like their bow, they have bent their tongues for lies. They are not valiant for the truth on the earth, for they proceed from evil to evil, and they do not know me, says the Lord. Everyone take heed to his neighbor, and do not trust any brother, for every brother will utterly supplant, and every neighbor will walk with slanderers. Everyone will deceive his neighbor, and will not speak the truth. They have taught their tongue to speak lies. They weary themselves to commit iniquity. Your dwelling place is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit, they refuse to know me, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will refine them and try them. For how shall I deal with the daughter of my people? Their tongue is an arrow shot out. It speaks deceit. One speaks peaceably to his neighbor with his mouth, but in his heart he lies in wait. Shall I not punish them for these things, says the Lord? Shall I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? I will take up a weeping and wailing for the mountains, and for the dwelling places of the wilderness a lamentation, because they are burned up so that no one can pass through, nor can men hear the voice of the cattle. Both the birds of the heavens and the beasts have fled, they are, they are gone. I will make Jerusalem a heap of ruins, a den of jackals. I will make the cities of Judah desolate without an inhabitant. Who is the wise man who may understand this? And who is he to whom the mouth of the Lord has spoken that he may declare it? Why does the land perish and burn up like a wilderness so that no one can pass through? And the Lord said, Because they have forsaken my law which I set before them, and have not obeyed my voice, nor walked according to it, but they have walked according to the dictates of their own hearts and after the Baals, which their fathers taught them, Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will feed them, this people, with wormwood, and give them water of gall to drink. I will scatter them also among the Gentiles, whom neither they nor their fathers have known, and I will send a sword after them until I have consumed them. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the twelfth verse of the eleventh chapter of the Gospel of St. Mark. Now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry, and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. So they came to Jerusalem. Then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple, and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry wares through the temple. Then he taught, saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations? But you have made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and chief priests heard it, and sought how they might destroy him. For they feared him, because all the people were astonished at his teaching. When the evening had come, he went out of the city. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look! The fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. We beseech thee, Almighty God, look upon the hearty desires of thy humble servants, 
and stretch forth the right hand of thy majesty to be our defense against all our enemies. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Yesterday, we had, in the evening, we had, like, uh, the Old and the New Testament were juxtaposed. We had judgment and uh, on the land of Israel, or Judah, for their sins. And then we had the healing of Bartimaeus, the blind man. So what we had was the people that claimed to see couldn't see, and the blind man saw. When the blind man heard that Jesus was going by, he called out, um, Jesus Christ, Savior, have mercy upon me. And they came to him, and they said, Come, he's called you. So he was invited to come and, and receive the blessing from Jesus. And to me, it's just really interesting that we have people who claim knowledge who see nothing, and the, the man who was blind saw everything. And so tonight, we don't have that kind of juxtaposition. We have more of an agreement. We have Jeremiah pronouncing the judgment of God on the people of Judah. So how bad was it in Ju Judah? It was so bad that Jeremiah wished for two things. First, in verse 1, he wished that his head was full of water and that his eyes were a fountain of tears. And as a prophet, he carried about the weight of the people's sins, and this river of tears was the only relief he could imagine. And just a little comment about tears. Sometimes letting it all out feels really, really good, and sometimes that was what we have to do. The second thing was he also longed for a lodging place called for, uh, for travelers. And so what they had along the, um, the uh, highways were these open courts and these buildings that were uh, built, and they were built to accommodate the caravans. And so these places would be lonely and filthy because of the animals and out in the wilderness, yet Jeremiah preferred it to Jerusalem. So it would be removed from the moral pollution of the people. So Jeremiah describes their sins in verses 3 through 8. Uh, the sins included lying, searching for evil, slander, deception, and totally committed to iniquity. And we've read of different prophets, different sections about their, um, their sin, but it, it was really bad. So he pronounces God's judgment on them, in, in starting in verse 13, and he states, because they, for, on the behalf of God, he states, because they have forsaken my law, which I set before them, and have not obeyed my voice, nor walked according to it, but they have walked according to the dictates of their own hearts and after the veils which their fathers taught them. And so then later it says that God will give them wormwood to eat and water of gall to drink. Wormwood was very bitter and gall was poisonous, but gall in small amounts was used as an um, analgesic to, to deaden pain. 
So Jesus on the cross refused vinegar mixed with gall on the on, when he was on the cross and later accepted only vinegar. Interesting that it fulfilled the messianic prophecy in Paul, Psalm 69, 21. They gave me vinegar to drink. And right after that, he gave up the ghost. Uh, in the Gospel of Mark, we get another picture of judgment. And it, this picture of judgment continues in an illustration provided by the fig tree. So what you need to know about fig trees is they were a common source of food and that you could walk up to a fig tree and, and grab of it to eat. And a lot of the meals in, um, featured figs, you know, like a piece of fish and some figs. So this particular tree did not have fruit and it was not out of season. It was fruit season and it did not have fruit. And Jesus cursed this tree and then went to the temple and cleansed it, uh, disallowing the practices of the money changers. Um, notice that the practices of the temple were aligned with the sins of the people. In Jeremiah's prophecy, these money changers were lying to see total removal from God's worship. They had perverted the worship of God and made to make it a profitable business. So on seeing the withered fig tree, Jesus instructs his disciples, and here's something that we, uh, maybe a big point here is that his, he instructed his disciples to have faith. So with all the judgment going on around, the followers of Jesus are uh, were um, re reborn, uh, were regenerated, and were gifted with the Holy Spirit. So our job is to examine ourselves and if we're living for God, understand the price of following can, can include hardship and as Jeremiah taught us some tears. And if we are not following God, if we're allowing ourselves to be absorbed into the culture and the things of the world, we should repent and um, purgate, get rid of those things that are keeping us from God, these temporal things, and move back into alignment in, and back into the will of God. Let's continue with the Intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Unless through our own frailty or the temptations which encompass us, we be drawn again into sin, thou safest, we beseech thee, the direction and assistance of the Holy Spirit. Reform whatever is amiss in the temper and disposition of our souls, that no unclean thoughts, unlawful designs, or inordinate desires may rest there. Purge our hearts from envy, hatred, and malice, that we may never suffer the sun to go down upon our wrath. 
but may always go to our rest in peace, charity, and goodwill, with a conscience void of offense towards thee and towards men, that so we may be preserved pure and blameless unto the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Have a great Thursday. It was good to pray with you. Thank we're, you, uh, Deacon. Thank you. And we're in the third week here of Lent, so we're getting there. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night.